What's up, everybody? Welcome to Two Nerdy Black Guys, the show that is exactly what it says and does everything in its power to be as descriptive as possible. I'm DJM, but we're going to get into who the hell I am in a little bit later. The guy, the other nerdy black guy, you know him, you love him from DKG Welp, Drunk Kids Gaming, Photographer Extraordinaire, King Kaz, Brandon Cooper. What's up, Kaz? Hey, hello. Now, I don't just say that as an intro, just to say, hey, what's up, Kaz? Because I do an intro for, for everybody on every podcast that I do. I want to know, Kaz, because we all know, because DJM is, is the hot mess that he is, he's going to have a lot to talk about on this episode of Two Nerdy Black Guys. Yes, we're going to talk about Twitter, everybody. We're going to talk about what happened on Twitter. But before we get into that, I want to know, Kaz, what is happening with you? Hmm. What is happening with me? Um, I'm doing the I'm doing the jobby searchy thing. Um, as as we have all done before, I'm doing that. Uh, so I'm taking that time in between to to strengthen other things. Working on some photography stuff with some friends who have always said they wanted to do stuff, and now that I have the time, um. Because you know the job searchy thing is is fill out, fill out, fill out, wait for phone call, wait for phone call, get phone call, decide that you don't want to do it or they decide that they don't want to talk to you anymore, you know, and then fill out, fill out, fill out, wait for phone call, get phone call, go to place, interview, wait, wait, wait. So there's a lot of time in between when you're doing that. So I'm 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 trying to utilize that time. Um, I'm trying to utilize that time as best I can. Good man. Way to be. Way to be. I'm glad you're really sticking with the photography thing. That that really makes me happy to hear. And I'm glad that things are moving. Things are are actually going on. That that actually makes me really happy to hear. Mm-hmm. Um I I know you're still doing the Overwatch a little bit. Uh what's happening with that? Cuz I I have a few Twitch streamers that I follow even though I'm don't really play it uh how are you doing with that and what else are you playing what else have you got um i'm taking so so initially when i when i got into overwatch i I wanted it to kind of be my kick in the butt to do more casting stuff but somehow or another i went into like playing in like online little you know weekend tournaments you know like like little friendly not not for anything oh, yeah. serious weekend tournaments um and i was enjoying that i was having fun the with kids it. call those casuals yeah 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 um like it's still it's still you know 6v6 of of two teams compromising of people who have worked on strategies together and i like that kind of stuff i love working on strategies i love doing all that stuff but i also am a person who definitely enjoys um I I enjoy casting. I enjoy shot calling. I enjoy all that stuff. Um, or shout casting, I should say, not shot calling. Um, so I I kind of took a step back from that. And when um, the current team I had kind of made some moves, some players went went decided that you know they didn't like that level of competition or. Uh, they wanted to take it more seriously than just weekend tournaments. Um, I kind of st- stepped back and I was initially going to put together another team. And I still might in a, in a different aspect outside of being a player. Um, uh, but I decided, you know what, Let, let's go with what the original 
plan was, which is to be um, do casting. Uh, so I joined a couple of discords that are are specifically in tune to wanting to be a caster and who run weekend tournaments and have people do casting for the matches that they um, stream and stuff like that. So I've kind of gotten back into that, getting to know people in those communities and and talking more in those communities and stuff like that. Um, And I also, depending on what the tournament scene for Overwatch turns into, because right now it's at a standstill because um, there's going to be rules from Blizzard on how you can run um, tournaments and stuff like that going into the future. Um, so everybody's kind of waiting to hear what the rules from the man above are on how you can do those things. And then once those things are known, I might also look into uh, doing some like team management slash coaching, building a team and, and putting them together and doing that kind of stuff. So it sounds like you're definitely looking at more of being like a, a coach more than maybe a, a player on a regular basis. Is that what I'm getting? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I liked the player thing and it's it's fun, but I think the things I enjoy more at that level at the higher level outside of just playing the game is I really enjoy the analysis of a game. I really enjoy breaking down a game. I really enjoy talking about it and 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 theorizing, which is why I like casting, right? Because that's what a lot of casting is. You don't you don't know the two teams game plans but as you watch you're trying to dissect what their game plan is and then and then give that information to people and also make it entertaining right which is what i have oh yeah have experienced in in spades and doing podcasting right um podcasting kind of gives you the the training of thinking on your feet what you're talking about with Overwatch is the stuff that I've done locally with the fighting game scene. So I yeah, I hear you completely on that. And there are a few guys here locally that have streaming options. But yeah, I, I really get what you're saying. We're, we're speaking the same language. Yeah, because because and, and I I think I make it weird by letting you preference it with Overwatch. I I do it with Overwatch because Overwatch has the easier in at the moment because it's the newer game. It's the newer community. Um, And that's kind of why I went with that. But but if the opportunity ever presented itself for me to do any kind of casting for any game that I have knowledge of, then I'd fucking I'd jump on it in a second, dude. I I just it is fun. I love casting like it's so much fun. I have gotten the opportunity to do it at a few of the the locals here, uh, mm-hmm. as well as once almost at Michigan Masters. Uh, just uh, it didn't pan out simply because of attendance, but it is fun. It's it's every bit as fun and challenging and rewarding as you can imagine. It, it really is, and I really do hope that works out for you. Uh, I know. Are you still doing Destiny? Destiny Two, Cass? No, I, w- I was the I was because I was I was j- seeing recently that Destiny Two is like really in trouble. So so when Destiny came along, I was I was the guy with the sign standing out there like the end is nigh. You've already seen the end. Don't give them your money again, <laughs> like. But everybody is like, no, no, they're not gonna fuck up again. They're, they they can't. And I'm like, it, it was will. basically you. It was basically you, Kaz, and Jim Sterling. That was pretty <laughs> much it. 
And we, we were out there holding those fucking signs, dude. But no, everybody walked right past us. And we were like, fine, fine. We'll go in with you. But we've been telling you. And and I did. I went in with everyone. And, and then at first we were like, man, this is kind of fun. And I was like, mm-hmm. Wait, wait until it only takes you a half hour to get the end game. And they were like, nah. And then I talked to people. And, and less than a day later, they are like, I've, I've reached end game. There's nothing for me to do. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, welcome to the Destiny experience where they don't know how to craft an MMO RPG. Like, takes you less than a day to get to endgame, and then once you get there, there's nothing to do. Haha. <laughs> gotcha. Which is so weird because right now, uh, as you probably already know, Kaz, Dragon Ball Fighters just came out yesterday from when we're recording this. And yeah. the story mode that I have been seeing for some people. Uh, because it's made by Arxis, it's actually pretty well in-depth. The story mode actually takes a good long while. And it, this is something that's really new with fighting games. It's it's kind of resurgent how, while there isn't as much of the idea of the arcade mode as there was as back in the day, nowadays you have kind of a, a little arcade mode, but you also have a really in-depth really robust story mode that has really become for everything else about Dragon Ball Fighters that's getting a lot of conversation in the last, well, 24 hours. The story mode seems to be the thing that I'm seeing people stream more than anything because it's, it's been pretty exciting, actually. You know what I, you know what I think that stems from? And, 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 this is this is take it take it however you want it not just shoot dj i'm just mean everyone out there like take it however you want it i i legitimately think it it stems from greed right like someone in in someone somewhere in the position of the development of um destiny right decided along the way somewhere that finding a profit margin was better than making a game right so somewhere along the lines they decided we're not you know we're not in this to make a game we're in this to make a profit so and 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 this is yes. this is literally jim sterling um <laughs> uh, not, not that that's a bad thing i'm not saying that's a bad thing but like this is literally jim sterling's youtube channel almost <laughs> verbatim <laughs> I mean that in and a compliment. I, I, I can, way, I can, I can, hundred percent assure everyone out there. I, I have not watched any Jim Sterling stuff in a very long time. Um, the, no, no, for like, bad. I'm just like, like for the last year or so, his YouTube channel. He is like, other than his reviews and whatnot, like his, his normal reviewing and, and and other stuff. He is constantly railing on EA specifically about yeah. the idea of games being a commodity to make money rather than the idea of games being something for people to enjoy it whether it's the loot boxes or the dlc or games that are released and then have a dlc that you have to pay for or like day one dlc or updates yeah. and, and all of these things that people have to churn out money for a better gaming experience where it's really more about generating capital than creating good video games. This is the stuff that Jim Sterling has been talking about for the last two years. Like, 
only in the last couple of months have I really been following him more actively, but when I did a deep dive on his YouTube channel, he has been railing against the, and, and I'll do this in, in his voice, the AAA game industry for the better part of two years for all of the stuff you're talking about. Like, yes, dude. Like, totally. Yeah, and and I don't I don't, I don't want to ever make it sound like I'm some some sad gamer who's sitting here like, you know how how dare you try to make a profit? No, I understand, right? You you have you have a quota to meet, you have a thing to meet, you have all that shit, right? And you, and you have a you have a business that you're running, right? But don't don't nickel and dime me for content, right? Like don't don't do that. Don't nickel and dime me for content, like. Let it let like so, like 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 you said with Dragon Ball with Dragon Ball Fighter right Dragon Ball Fighters easily the the game itself is complete on release day that was yesterday the game itself is complete and it is there is one there is one thing that you can buy to go along with it which you know whatever but the sixty dollar game is complete by itself and it's fine right and and and, and that's what i want right i want i want what i pay for to be the game that i'm supposed to get right i don't i don't want the destiny experience where i can i can feel i can feel the fact that you left things out of your game intentionally right i can feel that i can see that i can play through your game and i can see the the gaping holes where where some producer told some developer, hey, that thing, that thing right there, that thing is cool, man. We we could we could is there a way that you could hold off on having that thing in the game? Like and it's it's sad and it's disgusting. Like or or you know, like other games have done loot boxes. Like ga- games that I play, fucking Counter Strike has a system, a series of fucking loot boxes, but it doesn't change the game. It's cosmetic. It's all cosmetic. You don't need that. You don't have to have them. It is literally cosmetic to your game. Are they going to do things to make you want them? Yes. Is that fine? Yes. That's a f- perfectly fine business practice to make to to make me want for your cosmetic thing in your game. But does it does it hinder me from playing your game in any way? No. Has does has Destiny found ways to hinder me from playing their game without paying for their 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 non necessary updates that they or or just no this is an expansion no that's not an expansion that's the rest of the fucking game dude that you're now hawking for thirty bucks like like it's it's just a kind of become a this disgusting practice that is making me start to look at companies that I give money to you know like and deciding whether Absolutely. or not I would want to give money to them in the future yeah amen amen and. This is this is something that a lot of people that play video games have to or should look at. Like mm-hmm. you know, there will always be people that'll just say, "Well, whatever, I want this, and I, I don't really care. I'll just give them the money they want." There was something that came out with Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, it, it's it actually it's not vital to the game. It's not vital. But it is a few extra characters, but it's nothing, in my opinion, that is significant to the game. Right. 
And, it, and it, stuff it, like that, it, I don't mind. And either, that's something right? like, that's something that happens a lot, like in the fighting game genre. Like there mm-hmm. will be bonus characters. Like mm-hmm. we talked about on Sports Odds and Ends, where Injustice will, in a little while, have the Ninja Turtles. Are they yeah. vital to the game? No. But if you want them, they're there, and it's cool. That's kind of how it is right now with with Dragon Ball Fighters. There are a few other characters like. Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Goku and Vegeta, are mm-hmm. they vital to the game? No. But they're cool. And also, yeah. a lot of the, the other stuff you, you can acquire, and you can pretty much, actually, this is a really old school approach, you can acquire everything in the game just from playing it. You can unlock things. The more you play the arcade mode, or the more matches you win, you can acquire Everything in the game, and it also has the Zenny system where you acquire Zenny, uh, in-game money where you, that you don't have to pay for, that yeah, you um, can actually, like Dragon Ball Riot, Fighters, uh, with uh, all of uh, these League things of are, are does the same thing, right? You don't have to pay for everything. If you want to, you can, but you don't have to, and that's the thing that you're talking about that that like i said jim sterling has been talking about where so many game companies are tying people down and really just kind of shaking the cash out of them because of the idea of video games taking so much money to maintain which you know is is questionable it's questionable like for for me especially like with the fighting game genre right like i don't mind them taking the riot uh style of thing right where where riot for their for their game league of legends put out so you know a couple of champs a year like maybe four or five a year right new ones um and then throughout the course of the year they'll release skins for them um you know like like little cosmetic things uh, to go along with these new characters um if you want when the character initially comes out you could pay four or five bucks for it right which i think is a fair price um you know you you could you can pay the the five or ten bucks for for the cosmetic skin pack that comes with it if you want or you could because of how much you play the game um you can earn in-game currency, and when those things come out, you can use in-game currency to buy most of that stuff. I think skins might be the only thing you can't use in-game currency on in in League of Legends. But like, you know, I I at, at that point it doesn't. You know, it depends. And then there's still a loot box system in League, depending on on how much you play or even how well you do in a match, you can get a box. And if other people on your team say that you're, you're a good guy to play with, you earn, you earn clout and through clout, you earn keys and you can use those keys that you earn to unlock boxes. So there's all this reward system just for playing, right? Like, and, and that's what I think it should be based on. It should be based on you rewarding people for wanting to play your game and for playing your game. That is how it isn't that how it always used to be back in the day? It's yeah. really how it always was. It was, and then and then I think we initially we hit the the DLC, and everybody kind of poo pooed DLC for a little bit. But then we realized, hey, DLC is not a bad thing, you know. But then people started. And then once to, everybody says it's not a bad thing, 
the big game companies will realize, well, if it's not a bad thing, maybe you'll want to pay a little money for it. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and then we found ways to nickel and dime DLC, you know, like, and then we got, you know, okay, DLC has to be this for a while. We got, you know, we, we got these kind of community rules about like what DLC really was and what it meant and what it's supposed to be. Um, and we kind of rolled back and there was a good while. And then now we hit this point again where people like EA and Ubisoft have been doing these really weird nickel and dime tactics to people. And it's just putting a bad taste in people's mouths, even, even on games that. I think it goes back to, I think it goes back to, uh, how do you feel, and, and I'm vehemently against this, how do you feel about the whole concept of the season pass for video games? Like, this is something that, one, I don't completely understand, but I'm already vehemently against and have a serious problem with. How about you? I, I think season passes is one of those things that started in a, in a bad place found a good middle ground and then once it found the good middle ground teams took advantage i mean uh developers took advantage of it right where it was like we we got up in arms about it and then they were like well well okay you know there there are only these kind of things for season passes or this or that or whatever you know and it's only it's only gonna ever be an extra 10 or 20 bucks and some and for some games it was like hey the game's you know 50 bucks and then you buy the season pass and you're like all right you know what that totals me out to 60 and i don't feel as bad um but then we started getting incomplete games and it was like oh you didn't get the season pass like what the fuck are you talking about like you know like i paid for this game and they told you know and it's also the advertisement right the advertisement tells you you're gonna get this in this game and you're like fuck yeah that's what i want you know like but oh i don't need the extras that the guy at gamestop is trying to fucking pump for me but then you get home you take your plastic off you play your game and you're like yo none of that shit that i wanted is in here (laughs) well you can get it with the season pass yeah get the fuck out of here man it became a really bad thing which which is it's funny right because initially i didn't like the riot style of doing things right and I was like, oh, man, they're just, you know, doing this. But then, like, I sat down and I thought about it one day and I, like, really looked at the landscape. And the reason I didn't like the riot thing was because I didn't like this other thing and I was comparing the two. And then I, See, I really looked at what it was doing and I'm like. Has the, the, the issue is, is that right now where we stand, I'm still not entirely certain what the positives of any season pass provides. I'm not sure yeah. what that's for. Yeah. I've come to this conclusion, right? I, I at this point don't don't like any kind of season pass stuff. Um, two, five, ten dollar, you know, extras for for cosmetic little things. I'm totally fine with, right? I'm I'm totally fine, especially for something like, and and I keep going back to this because the only system I can think of, but League of Legends, right? Because you you can play the game literally for free, right? And it's a complete game when you download it and you can play it and you have that option and you literally have the option to never pay for a cosmetic thing in that game ever. But the option is there. Right. And I got to this point where I was like, I've gotten so much enjoyment out of this game 
that I'm going to put an amount of money into it because I never had to pay for it in the first place. Right. So I'm at this point now where I've gotten hours of enjoyment out of this game and I'm going to put money into it. Cause I, I, you know what? That's my, Hey, thank you for making this game. I'm going to buy your, your shit that you have over here, you know, or even with the game that I do pay for, I've gotten, I've gotten 500 hours out of counter-strike and I've put, you know, the initial 30 bucks I paid for it and maybe another 20 or 30 into it for cosmetic stuff. I'm fine with that, you know, but to give me a game for $60 and then say, Oh, well now you need to, now you need to spend another 20 to play, to keep playing to me is disgusting and gross. (laughs) Like, like, Okay. Like it's just yeah. it's just bad. It 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 really is. Like the whole gaming landscape is is kind of weird that way. because what's weird is that a lot of this trends towards younger audiences who may not have the most disposable income, which is even more of a problem. And yeah. you know, how are you going to convince your parents to buy a season pass for something? Yeah. And it's rough, right? Because I I talked about this with someone where it was like back in the day, you know, even on the initial like initial kind of PlayStation runs and other other game runs, you you had these plateaus where you were like, oh, I I got my mom or dad or parents or whatever to buy me this game. And that's kind of the game I have until I beat it. Right. Like to go. Well, all right, I got my parents to buy me this game. Oh shit. Oh, well, you know, I need the, the extra thing. Hey mom, can I get another 20 bucks? Uh, Cause that game you bought me, uh, isn't actually the whole game. Like, and then you've got to explain that to your parents. Yeah. And that, just, that's a whole nother wow. problem. So, like I said, I've been ta- I've been playing Dragon Ball Fighters. It just came out yesterday. Long story short, I'm really digging it. I'm I'm surprised at just how much fun I'm having with it. It is fun. It's fun. The story mode is good. The tutorials are really good and really in depth. Uh the online is kind of yeah, but again, this is this is day one. Well, now technically, as we're recording this, it's day two. So everybody's trying to get online and play it. So I've yeah. been holding off on the online, just staying in in the arcade mode and the story mode. But I'm really surprised at how much fun it is. I, I'm gonna go a little bit more in depth on on APOS or regarding APOS. I think tomorrow. But if you are a Dragon Ball fan, oh god, how do you not get this game? How do you not? Yeah, I've get been this um, game. I didn't. I didn't get to watch all of it because I was uh, doing some stuff. But in, I had some moments in a a guy I know was kind of playing through the story mode, and I was like, "Man, it looks it looks actually pretty interesting." It it is. Um, I don't know if Toei Animation worked with Arxis on the story mode. I imagine they did, but I'm surprised at how much I'm enjoying it because Arxis story modes. Well, no. Arxis Story Modes, Guilty Gear, and Blaze Blue, they can be actually pretty entertaining, but they're, like, really, really anime, uh, those games. So, Dragon Ball Fighters is perfect for this, because it's, it's, it is such an iconic anime. 
I feel like this is something that could have been done 10 years ago, where you have the people behind Blaze Blue and Guilty Gear making a Dragon Ball fighting game. Uh, yes, the Budokai games were fun and good. Uh, you, you can play the Xenoverse games, but for a long time, there were a lot of really bad Dragon Ball games uh, that were really only... They only had the Dragon Ball license splotched on them, and they were really yeah. crappy games uh, until Tenkaichi Budokai and, and Xenoverse. But this game, uh, one, it's a 3v3 game, so the the battles are long and exciting. And also, because it's an Arxis game, you get full-on anime fighter craziness. And... The thing about Arxis games is that unless you're already a fan of the characters, like with Blaze Blue or Guilty Gear, and, and even to an extent the Persona games, if you all if you don't already know who they are, there's a huge barrier. But in the case of Dragon Ball, everybody knows who all of these characters are, uh, and, and even the the new characters could be kind of cool if you haven't watched Dragon Ball Super and, and there is one brand new original character in, in my new wife, Android 21. Uh, the, the redhead version, not the Majin version of Android 21. Everything about this just, it feels like a perfect storm. That's really all I can say. It's the right company, Arxis with Bandai Namco. It's the right franchise. It's Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Super is really caught on really well. It kind of sucks that it's going on hiatus for a little bit, but it's it really just felt like a perfect storm, and mm -hmm. it's really fun. And I I originally thought that the the three v three mechanic was kind of a gamble because it's exclusively three v three. There's no one v one or two v two. It's exclusively three on three. The and game then, uh, itself, Marvel versus and no, but Marvel versus Capcom, you can still do one v ones, right? Yeah, um, I, I think so. I think so, but don't quote me on that. But yeah, it it by design, it's it's Marvel like in that way, in that it's it's three v three. It has assists. It has switch in switch outs. It has super moves. It, it's it really feels like Guilty Gear and maybe a little bit of Marvel vs. Capcom 2, mm -hmm. but it's all Dragon Ball. So again, yeah. the the crossover potential is massive. I I really feel like 2017 and 2018 were were great years that are going to be great years for the fighting game genre. And I'm really digging the hell out of Dragon Ball Fighters. I, I'm gonna talk a little bit more about it in depth tomorrow on APOS because I can't tweet about it, Kaz. I can't tweet yeah, about so it. Let's just get into that. Yeah, yeah. Let let let's get into that. So, hey everybody, I got suspended from Twitter. Wait, wait. <gasps> in in the universe, right of 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 the of the two of us. If if people had taken a bet, I bet you, oh, they would have they would have so better on me getting banned from a Twitter or a Facebook before you. And I, yeah. that's the that's the one thing I laughed about. I was like, how did how did DJM get banned? But I was like, I also haven't said anything on Twitter in months, so 
You know how I've always said on this podcast when I say you can follow me at just call me DJM. I tweet way too much, people. Somebody should really stop me. And yeah, yeah, it happened. Uh, Kaz, and this actually goes back to something you and I have discussed at length. Uh, this is one of the old two nerdy black guys bits. Uh, and that is toxicity on the interwebs. And I'll put it this way. Someone said to me something about being triggered. That that is the word they used. Now, being the son of a Vietnam veteran and being the nephew of a Vietnam veteran and my best friend from high school also spending time in Iraq and, and having issues of his own coming out of that, I take the issue of post-traumatic stress disorder pretty seriously. That's one of those things that if you try and make a joke about it with me, I probably won't respond too kindly. Mm-hmm. In this case, I did not respond too kindly. So, yes, I admit it, I guess I supposed this person triggered me by making jokes about PTSD and being triggered. I, I admit it, Twitter and everyone out there that, that is wondering what happened to DJM, how did DJM get banned from Twitter? I know some people out there were saying hashtag free DJM. Thank you. I really appreciate that. But the fact of the matter is, yes, I admit it. I went off the handle. I said something that probably crossed the line. Well, no, it, it did. It, I, I crossed the line. I really did with, with the particular thing that I said to this person because they, they said something about being triggered. And I thought, oh, you think being triggered is funny. You think jokes about that are funny. Well, let me tell you just what the fuck I think about that. And, well, old DJM got reported, and he got suspended, and at Just Call Me DJM on Twitter is no more. I put in the appeal, I'm not getting my hopes up, say la vie. I told yeah, you hey. that I that I tweet too much, and, well, you know. No, nah, that's I'm not gone. a that's not a tweet too much thing. That's just you know, the 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 I don't I don't really know what to call that one. It's not that tweet too much. No, thing. no, there, it, there are it, it was do. it was me. Like I I fully admit that it was me. I I know mm-hmm. what I did. I know what I said. I accept the consequences. And, and oh, this well, is one right. of those things where it's the the old saying goes if that. If you're not willing to do the time, then you're not willing to do the crime. And I I know what I said. I kind of expected in the back of my mind, like, yeah, this is probably going to get reported. And it did. So, hey. Yeah. But, yeah. No, I've... I've... (laughs) I've <laughs> I've been the center of an of a lot of toxicity in my life, so like it's fine, man. So the moral of the story is it, it it kind of reminded me of a classic episode of The Simpsons. Like, do you remember the episode of The Simpsons where Ned Flanders uh where a lot of really bad things were happening to Ned and it, it was the episode where Ned Flanders just snapped? Do you remember that? 
I think so. Okay, it's it's the one where like the last thing that happened to him was like his house got destroyed, and then mm-hmm. the the city of Springfield tried rebuilding his house, but they kind of did a pretty crappy job, and then he came out of the house and was like, he he finally just lost it and just like screamed at every person in the town, just like rah. Fucking hate all of you. And, and then, like, once he got all of that out, out of his system, he got in his car and he drove over to the Springfield Mental Institution, which I've also done for myself before. Later on at the end of the episode, he came out, he came home and was like, okay, everybody, I'm okay now. I've calmed down and I'm, I'm not going to hold anything in anymore. And if you do something that bothers me, I'm going to let you know about it. And they all applauded and, and cheered like, yes, that's that's very good. That's really healthy. But then he also said, and if you really tick me off, I'm going to run you over with my car. And then the, the clapping kind of petered off and it was kind of like, oh, hey, he's 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 not totally OK. And we should all. Kind of chill the fuck out around him. I think I had that moment where it was like, if if you really tick me off, I'm going to stab you in the eye with a pencil. And, well, that, that's what happened. I, I think everybody has, you know, the the a breaking point, right? Some people's is larger than others. Some people's are smaller than others. And I think, you know, for you, you just, you just hit yours. You just hit your good breaking point, you know, like and it, it, everyone, no matter who the fuck you are. And I don't give a fuck. You have one, you have a breaking point. You have a point where, where your calm is no longer calm, you know, like, and you just need to express and it, it's going to come out. And sometimes you can escape it. Sometimes you can't, you know, sometimes you're, you're just like, you know what? I've had enough of this. I'm, I've had enough. And you, you explode in anger like Gohan. And, and well, now I'm not on Twitter anymore. And, and that's the yeah. story. You'll be back. I don't know, Kaz, because I got to tell you, not having a Twitter account, I've been, Watching streamers, I've been playing Dragon Ball, I've been cooking, I've been going to work, coming home, I've been just kind of living my life. And there was an anime last fall that we watched for Itch and Season called Evil or Live. And the the premise was the idea that internet addiction had gotten so prevalent that children had to be put into a military school to have their internet addiction corrected. And not that long ago, the World Health Organization declared internet addiction to be a very real thing. And I just listened to the IRL podcast with Veronica Belmont, where the most recent episode was about internet addiction. So when when I got my Twitter account suspended, it was like, you know, this may not be the worst thing in the world, because I could probably stand to be away from Twitter for a while. I can probably stand to be away from it, because... Oh, yeah, no, no, I can imagine that I was probably... I probably had an issue with it, only because my day job 
there's not a lot going on at times, so I don't have a lot to occupy my time. So that that is how I ended up on Twitter as much as I was recently, and it became habitual. So right now, in the last couple of days, I'm not like I never freaked out about it. Like when I got the notice, it was like, oh shit, I'm I'm banned. Oh shit. And then it was like, oh, well, I'll, I'll find some other stuff to do. Uh, the main thing was, as I talked with Jack about like stuff for the podcast and, and like social media for the podcast and whatnot. So that was the main thing that right now, my main issue is social media for the podcast. Like, how am I going to work that out? Other than like just David on Twitter, I'm not too broken up about that because mm-hmm. it, it was time for me to really cool off yeah i i i I've, when i say you'll be back i just mean like the the time away will be fine and then i'm i i doubt they'll they'll keep you banned like if, if you appeal later on or you'll be like yeah whatever here take it back um and then you know you could do that but like Everybody needs a cool off period. I I agree, and I'm taking this cool off period. I'm I'm mm-hmm. taking it seriously, so I'm I'm gonna roll with that. I'm gonna roll with it. I'm, I'm look. I'm pretty sure I could be, use a ban from a few things. Right? <laughs> is, it, isn't that amazing? Uh, of the two of us, that that would like get a legit ban from a platform it was me. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. But, but you know, I, I think people should ban me from. But but you you know me, I'm I'm out there on those streets fighting fighting for the people. So, you know, yeah. I'm I'm all about me. <laughs> that's another thing that's different between dog. you and me. I'm 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 a man of the people. I'm I'm out there on the streets. Like you you know, I'm out there protesting and and whatnot. So. See, I, I I think the thing is, like, I I probably would have been quicker to get the other person banned than they would have been quicker to get me banned. Yeah, I I, I that it really just that it just hit my nuclear button. It that, that yeah. that's all I can say. See, my like thing that. my thing probably would have been uh, instead of going off on that person, I'd have got them banned, and then I would have went off on them, like on top of it. No, Wait, I, that's how I. That's how my brain works. I, that, that's the only thing I can say. It was just the the lizard brain took over. It was just the mm. lizard brain because nine hundred ninety nine times out of a thousand, I I'm able to just say whatever, fine, whatever. But for whatever reason, I don't know. Lack of sleep. Uh, lately my stomach has been bothering me. I, I don't know, just. It was just kind of liked with Dragon Ball. Like I said, it was just a, a, it was a perfect storm where just like, you know what? No more. Like you, you hit me at the wrong time and you, you, you well, hit your Bruce Banner moment, dog. You, you won't like me when I'm angry. Right. Right. And <laughs> it, that's, that, that's and, and really Bruce all Banner it was. goes away and the Hulk the, comes out. That, that, that's, that's really all it was. I, I just exploded. That that was it. That's all it was. Like, yeah. See, and that's that's the opposite, right? I I more have more. I have more Hulk moments where then I have to go back to Bruce Banner, whereas you're you're generally Bruce Banner, and then you have these moments where you where you Hulk out, you know? 
That's like, kind of been the story of my whole life. Like when when people really see me when I'm really really ticked off about something, everyone just gets so freaked out about it. Like, oh my god, David, you're this this is you're never like this. And and that's why yeah. I know, and I'm really fucking pissed off. And that, that's what happened. It was, it was that 1%. It was that 1% of the time where it's just like, I cannot take the shit anymore. I can't keep it contained. I'm mad. <laughs> I, I went Dark Phoenix, man. I, I, I like Dark Phoenix that, uh, more than the Hulk. I like Dark Phoenix. So that's, yeah. So. That's the story of how DJM got suspended from Twitter. Yeah, I I I, I still like this reference. <laughs> All right, so so that's the story. Um, what what else is up with you, Kaz? What's up with you? I feel like for forever this podcast where I talk way too much. I'm I'm going to let you say anything you want now. I'm, you know what? In in general, and and this is kind of going to be a thing we we talk about on another platform. But man, I'm 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 feeling the excitement of uh of uh of um esports again. Like like we talked about kind of we we have been talking about the fear of it for a while, but I feel like everything has kind of hit the ground in a in a in a good way. Okay. Um, and let me I'm ask you this. I want to ask you, how do you feel about the Overwatch League? Because uh, someone it's... that I follow, she 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 has sort of an ambivalence towards the Overwatch League. Like, she exclusively plays Overwatch when she streams. But she's kind of ambivalent about it. How do you feel? I feel, I feel like generally that's how a lot of players are um, with with most games. Like, I, I've always thought everyone thinks like me with, with video games right where you're like oh man i really love this game so i'm gonna i'm gonna watch the best be the best at it and try to pick up tips you know what i mean like i'm gonna i'm gonna watch tournaments for for league of legends i'm gonna watch tournaments for counter-strike i'm gonna watch fighting game tournaments because i want to watch the people who are the best be the best you know um, but not everybody thinks that way, right? Like not everybody views it that way. And I've, I didn't know that until, until recently where I was talking to people about like, um, counter-strike and they were like, man, how do you, how do you know all this? You know, how like, how do, how do you know all that stuff that you know? And I was like, cause I, I watch pro tournaments and they were like, oh, I don't know, I've never watched those, you know, and then I, I've already known that with Overwatch with a lot of the player base. They don't actually watch it, but there's giant communities dedicated and, and a lot more so now with with like the ubiquity of discord and and all these things where people are so into like watching it and they know that their core friend groups don't. So they have to create new group so that they have an outlet to talk about these <laughs> <Yeah>. things <laughs> that, that that is my fgc group yeah um so it's 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 become an interesting thing and i think i think luckily 
you know, uh, the things like Twitter and, and Facebook and, and the, the Reddit, Reddit, Reddit and Discord mostly have given us a new landscape for esports where people can now be excited about them again. Right. Because now it's it's less. Oh, man, let me try to get my friends who don't care about esports into esports, even though they play video games. It, it's now more. All right, I'm going to go to the Reddit for this video game, you know, and oh, shit, they have a discord. Cool. And this discord channel has a has a channel specifically in tune for this tournament or that tournament or stuff like that, where people can talk about these things, you know, and you don't have to just be in Twitch chat and where all the memes about it are happening. You know, you could actually have discussions with people and or arguments with people, you know, at, at a at a intelligent level like and it's fun and i'm I'm so glad that this support for esports is out there like like you even today like i was i was watching some stuff and my friend was kind of like okay what's happening now what's happening now and i'm trying to explain it to her and then she was still like is this for overwatch get it. It, it, there's a counter-strike uh major going on today okay and she was like so what are they playing for like it's a million dollars you you just reminded me evo japan is happening right now yeah that's japan Uh, oh as a matter of fact speaking of speaking of evo japan they got soul caliber 6 playable there so game footage is going to be coming out oh shit daddy oh i'm i'm so in for soul caliber dude i'm so i'm so ready to get back into fight i gotta buy new controllers for my playstation um because the ones i have are just covered in dust and like broken uh so when when that comes out i have to buy new controllers because i'm so excited to get back into soul caliber it 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 is looking really good it really is it was it was a game i i really enjoyed when when i did play fighting games before right, everyone I'm, started I'm, playing Smash, and then I didn't care about Smash. <laughs> oh, let's let's not talk about Smash. I want you to go back to what you were saying about esports and and your friend and, and the million dollars. Oh, oh, so so you know, I was trying to explain why why people care about these things to a person who doesn't understand them, and it was just like it, it's always so hard explaining that stuff to people. You know, like I'm like, it, okay, people, you know how people care about sports, all right? Same same concept. And they're like, all right, well, what do the players get out of this? And like, they, they, their organization wins a million dollars. And they're like, well, what does that mean? I'm like, well, the, the organization gets a million dollars and then that gets split with the players. And she's like, so they do all the work, but they don't get the million. I'm like, yeah, it's the same thing with sports. (laughs) You're, wait, what was your friend not getting about that? That the the team, the the team wins a million. The team wins a million and it's split yeah. amongst the players. Yeah, but she was like, she was like, what is an organization? Mean? I'm like, it's like a team. Like, you know how there's owners and coaches and trainers. And she was like, why do you need trainers for a video game? And I was like, all right, we're, it's like, I, you, uh. <laughs> I, I, I know like, that you, for me. I love watching high level fighting gameplay because yeah. one, I love listening to the commentators explain the game. So I can take that and process it into what I would do, uh, when I would be mm-hmm. calling a game. And also, I'm able to pick up little things here and there just from the game itself that I can incorporate into when I play a game myself. Like, yeah. The, the best example is Tekken. Like, by listening to Rip or Eris, well, maybe not Eris, 
definitely not Eris. When I'm listening to Rip or somebody else on commentary talk about a match that that's high level, I can pick up things and see what's going on and what to do and what not to do, like spacing, framework, uh, all of that stuff, all of the fighting game stuff. I can pick that up and I can say, okay, if I'm in training mode with either a training dummy or, or an AI opponent, I can, I can work on these things and incorporate them into my own gameplay. And it's just, it's really just a matter of maybe not necessarily the whole idea of getting good, but it's about trying to just get better at the game because i think that's mm-hmm. what we all want right we we all kind of th- yeah. there's the idea of having fun just playing the game but i think that does involve improving when you improve at a game and when you get better and you see results that's a very satisfying feeling and i think that is something people that may not be fans of esports as it were could probably get from high level competitive gaming that you can see what players are doing and then if you can pick up something from it and then incorporate it into your own play that's something that can be very rewarding and very satisfying like the the friend I I talk uh with about Overwatch when she streams uh, I say to her hey you, you going to try and go for for Overwatch League and she's like hey, I'm not good enough for Overwatch League it's like well you never know you never know I mean I know they they seemingly have an issue with women playing right now that that seems to be the story but you, you never know okay that's a that's a that's a that's a hot one. <laughs> it, it is. It really is. It really but is. There's a really really good art article that I forget. I think I sent it to JV, JVZ. Um, was that the one not. on? Uh, was that the one on Kotaku? Because I think I might have sent it to him as well. Because I know that recently that there was a, a pretty well written piece about the overwatch league and the issue of female players i think it was either polygon or kotaku one of the two well one of them wrote one and one of the guys that i really like as a commentator and just kind of overall person in the esports community um someone had wrote another one and he is like hey how about maybe read this article from somebody who actually works in this industry rather than from the people who have an outsider's perspective of this industry? Um, and it was more talking about less how be, because it was a lot of those other articles are like, oh, these these gaming companies leave um, leave, you know, the women out and and things like that. And this other one talked about how if you actually paid attention during worlds, there were teams that had girls on them in, in worlds or whatever. Um, and, and in that, but there were players when they came to picking teams that were just better than them because one, there weren't a lot of girls that played Two, because a lot of girls tend to have this mindset that they're not, on that level because of other societal issues not not having people around them tell them that but like just other issues and then there's a lot of girls that just don't actually try out for teams try out ladies Uh, try out try out or or even it was talking about how like there's not a lot of female casters and it and 
he and you know they talk about how there are a giant number of of female commentators and casters across all different kinds of things except you don't know that because you're only paying attention to one aspect because it even laid out how like there's um like per, primarily one of the the other leagues for another game in another country primarily hired female casters how a bunch of the korean teams in overwatch have and and chinese teams have female players on their rosters like so it's like people people go through these things and and only look at it for face value and then write these articles without actually doing research um and and that's why I really liked this article because it, it it disparages the 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 people who yell about things without actually delving deeper or talking to people. You know, they just look at it at face value and are like, "Oh, I didn't see any women. I'm gonna write an article that says they don't hire women." I agree, and I'm hoping that this is something that doesn't come up again. I'm hoping it doesn't come up again. Yeah, Kaz. There is something that might be kind of gross we can talk about to wrap up this podcast. Do you want to do that? I'm I'm ready. All right. Well, the last couple of days, I have been going through... I'm not going to call it a cleanse. I'm not going to say that. But I've been drinking a lot of water and a lot of juice... And I saw a recommendation for uh, a good way to lower your blood pressure and cholesterol is to have some extra fiber in your system. So I went to the store and I bought some of the fiber capsules that they sell. Now, Kaz, the thing they say on the label is that they they kind of give you a, a varying scale of how many you take per dosage. It hit me as many as three for twice a day, or as many as five four times a day. If you, like me, Mm. go out of your way to go on the upper end of things, it's going to, for the lack of a better term, leave you fairly drained. Yes. And, And what I have learned, Kaz, is that when you're rehydrating your body and liquid is coming in and going out fairly quickly, when you're essentially turning your body into a piping system, can really drain your energy. Can really drain your energy. Like, I had no idea that just digestion used so much energy, Kaz. That is something I've learned in the last couple of days when I've not been on Twitter. (laughs) I've learned that what I'm not calling a cleanse can really drain your body of energy, amongst other things. Yeah. I I don't know. Like, I've been trying to do get back to healthy eating, right? Like, I've I've been eating trash for, like, the last two years. Um, Well, uh, it wasn't so much the eating for me. It was uh, on the last podcast we talked about how my acid reflux had really been bothering me. And since then, it really hadn't gotten better. So it was like, I need to do something because my medication isn't working. So it was not doing enough for you. 
No. So I essentially said, why don't I just do something to just completely whatever is inside of my system, just let's do as as they say on the more holistic side, let's just do a reset. And that's that's kind of what I've been doing. I've been doing a reset and yeah, it's been working. Like it's I, I am not feeling a constant reflux feeling anymore which is nice thank god yeah like but but for me a lot of my issues come down to just poor food choices like i make i make really poor food choices like Dude, get a meal service bad. get a meal service man, my man uh, I, I, I i can even send you like a thing for the one i use i can send you a thing yeah, I gotta I gotta look into it more. It's just I don't know. I make I make fast decisions like when I when I'm on the ball and I'm like, yo, I'm gonna cook. And I'm gonna cook meals for days and stuff like that. I'm good. I'm really good when I do those things. But when I get lazy, it's just like there's a McDonald's right here. There's a pizza Ooh. place right here. Like, Grubhub, man. Grubhub. <laughs> Grubhub is my my new mistress. And and she's a she's a bad bad mistress. <laughs> yeah, it's it's rough, dude. It's rough. You just it, it's hard to not make portrait, especially you know Grubhub. Uh, fucking what what's like the other um Postmates? You know, like yeah. you just have these people that'll bring you whatever the fuck you want. Like before, yeah. you had to call the place, and then they would have to be like, "Oh, we don't deliver to your area." So you could be like, oh, "Fuck, you know what? I'll just eat what I have at home." And, now you're just and, like, and, "Hey, will you go across town and get me a pizza from this one pizza place that doesn't deliver anywhere?" You sh- and, yeah, sure, I will. And what's great is because you and I both live in major metropolitan areas. Cause, like we can get anything we want anywhere, at almost <laughs> any time. Yeah. So. I mean, so yeah. You know so I need to like, move to like small town bumfuck nowhere now. That's no, no, no. That's that's the worst <laughs> thing, Kaz. Because you know, if if either you or I move to small town bumfuck nowhere, two nerdy black guys may not be around for much longer. Y- you and I both know that. I'd have so much more interesting stories. Yeah, like running away and being chased. We don't run. We stand. <laughs> Take that, that, land. Well, you know what? G- given the experience that I had in Washington D.C. a year ago, that that might not be inaccurate. That, yeah, because you know me, I'm I'm out there fighting for the people, man. You know that. <laughs> but yeah. okay, I, I'd, even if it wasn't, even if it wasn't the racism, I'd just die because it'd be the middle of bumfuck nowhere. <laughs> I, no, it'd not be the worst. Also, the internet is terrible out that way, too. Internet is terrible. I'd be like, yo, could I get like 10 down, 10 up? Sorry, what? <laughs> what, what? Never heard of that. They'll, they'll just laugh. Like, <laughs> y- you call up your ISP and say, uh, I'd like, you know, 50-10. And, okay, Mr. Cooper, can can you give us your zip code? Uh, Yes, my zip code is middle of the bumfuck nowhere. The person on the other line will just laugh. Like, oh... <laughs> Oh, honey. Oh, honey. You, I'm not. Do they even have power lines out there? Do, do they even have the power lines? Oh, well, huh? Well, okay. Well, I'll I'll send that up. They they do in fact have power lines out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. 
and uh we'll we'll get working on that and we'll we'll get in touch with you in about two or three years when when maybe we'll we'll have something out there for you maybe yeah. but don't 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 hold your hopes up and uh, yeah. you you wanna you wanna do a twitch stream oh honey dude what what do you why why were you ordering Grubhub that much, really? Yeah. Oh, you you really were, huh? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, okay. Well, well, we'll we'll talk to you in a few years when well we'll we'll start working on it. Maybe, probably not. I don't even think they would do that. You, they would just do the first part. They would just laugh. They would be like, <laughs> "No, none of our trucks come out that way." <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh God, this will be a good one for the water cooler later, though. Thank you. Good goodbye. Uh, hey, th- thanks for letting us know that power lines do exist out there, though. Th- thanks for that. that. That's good. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Good. Uh, they already hung up. <sighs> but Ka- Kaz, do- I might have something for, like, I might have a promo thing for my meal service. Uh, I'll let you take a look at it. I'll, I'll look. I'll think. I'll see. Yeah. And we'll like do that I, offline. I, I, I've I've been good the last couple of weeks. I've been making the salads. I've been I've been cooking the meat, not frying it. You know, oven baked or just pan fried, and in, in you know just a little bit of sauce, no oils. You know, but doing doing pretty good on that stuff. But it's just those moments where I'm just like, oh, you don't want to store you don't or wanna. you know, I could you just, could just order something. Yeah. I know, I know, dude. I I so know, and especially like if I live by I, myself. I back on the because I live by myself, it's just like, ugh. Why am I cooking for myself when when I know I'm gonna be tired of this in in a week? In, in three days, I will be tired of all of this. Like I I haven't I haven't even like um I haven't you know I haven't even been drinking in excess like I used to either. Like so. Every, every everything's been kind of going well. I just gotta, I just gotta keep to it, you know. It's just rough. I trust your process, Kaz. I trust yeah, your but process. But I'm, I'm all for, I'm all for trying whatever I can. All right. Well, let's take it home, and I'll see if I can, I can get some kind of promo thing to send to you, and you can check it out. So, take it home, Mister Cooper. Thank you for listening to the show. I know we are very. Um, we, I know we don't do it as much as some people would like us to. We're not as consistent with it, but hey, when we do them, they're good, and that's what you got. That's what you got to pray for. Uh, you can listen to this show. Check it out on deltajulietmike.com. You could follow me on Twitter <laughs> at King Kaz. Um, one day we'll figure out where to tell you to follow DJM, but for right now, deltajulietmike.com for all the podcasts that he does. Uh, other than that, like, listen, and subscribe. They're, they're all in it. They're all in iTunes and Stitcher and tune in mm-hmm. if you have a smart speaker and and I put them on SoundCloud every once in a while too. Yeah. So go do that. Go go find. There's a ubiquity of ways to listen to the show. So make sure you do it. We are much appreciated when you do. And until next time. <laughs>